got it like the coldest intro ever. <laughs> What's going on, my Sunni? We're back again. Another Bushes Boys podcast. This is episode number six. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My boy Sunni. And we're killing the Instagram right now. We're yeah. killing Instagram. Instagram going nuts. Yeah, they are. We the buzz right now, baby. Hey, man. For, for, for all the wrong reasons on my side, for all the right reasons Ooh. on yours. <laughs> for those on my Instagram, we had a post up about uh, BJ Penn. And soon he said he wasn't a legend. Boy, everybody on Instagram got in your I, ass. That's not what I said. Yeah, yeah, I said yeah. He wasn't a goat, <sighs> bro. We don't even want to get back onto this because, man. No, we don't need to get back into it. But, but uh, let's clarify some things. You did not say he wasn't a goat. You said he wasn't a legend. But when that when that Instagram uh, post got out, it was different. It was a little different. He was like he tried to clarify himself, <laughs> try to try to you know damn control. You know what I mean? Oh, I wouldn't. He's a legend, but no, I wasn't trying to say he wasn't a goat. You know what I mean? Because you know people was coming for you. That's 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 not what happened. That's not <laughs> what happened. As you know, we was we were caught up in the moment. I was talking. I said some shit. And, you hear and this? You know. We was caught up in the moment. You sound like a girl like you got cheated on. Oh, you know? Come on, bro. This guy, come on. Stop it. First of all, how you you can't you are not allowed to come back to this podcast with that scruffy ass beard again. Bro. Everybody who's listening to this audio, y'all need to go on YouTube and look at this video. This man got gray hairs coming out of it all over the place. My God, besides his patchy, come on, Courtney, you got you got to clean up, baby. My God, as a black man, you should know what I'm doing. <laughs> In the black community, we call this woofing. Oh yes, this is true. But you know what I mean. So yeah, I'm looking kind of rough right now because I'm trying to get that beard look like uh. Rick Ross or something, uh, that, but we call this whiffing right now. I don't know if that's gonna happen. You're gonna be out here looking like Shot Glizzy for anybody <laughs> that knows who Shot Glizzy is. Hey, in that give me about another two or three more months, bro. Then we should be looking pretty cute out here. But hey, you know you gotta go through that real patch, like you know, you be a little ugly. Why, why don't we do this? What's up? That thousand dollars you went off of me. Why don't you take that? And go to one of them, uh, what's them, them hair restoration joints where they oh, put some, some hair in your face? Hey, that bad, that was it, Beijing? That's what it's called, Beijing. <laughs> You need hey. some Beijing, bro. Hey, I know, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. I might get it. Hey, your boy gonna look cute though, man. What's which which that beer you know fill out? We're gonna bit. be waiting a long time, bro. It's all good, man. <laughs> hey, hey he's saying something because he got a good looking beer, you know what I mean? So you know, a little a little a little something. It's little all something. good. That's all good. Let's jump into some of these topics because I know they don't want to hear about us all day. So that's true. Let's well, talk about we, some of these we, topics. We we're we're doing a new segment um called uh, Classic Fights where we start the podcast where I give a classic fight, Courtney gives a class like a, a, a classic fight from each of us. Yes. Um and this week uh we had some picks. Uh my pick was Anderson Silva versus Carlos Newton. Ooh. Did you see you've seen this fight before? Absolutely, this is a classic, bro. Come bro. on. Hey, listen. A lot of people don't probably haven't seen this fight because you guys are new MMA fans. I'm an OG in the game, baby. I'm an OG. <laughs> and hey, before I say one more thing, okay. I don't know about you because the way you talk about J BJ Penn. Oh, uh, we back to this again. I don't know if you, you know, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I, I'm I'm starting to question your MMA uh, history a little bit well, here. We going as the time goes on, people will understand that I know my history when it comes to MMA. BJ Penn ain't a legend. I, he's not a goat. I didn't say he was a legend, but we are gonna move past oh, okay, this because okay. I don't need to, I don't need them ripping me up in the comments oh, again. Oh my god! I don't need them ripping me up in the comments again. BJ Penn was on on Instagram, you know, lurking on YouTube. Yeah, I said, was. okay, he get was. him, Jay. But I ain't saving him. Anderson Silva, Carlos <sighs> Newton. For those who don't know. That was like, I mean, Anderson Silva had a had a really good career in Shuto. Yeah, uh, coming up on that side, and then got signed to Pride. Had two fights before this fight. Right. I think he finished both of those guys. Yes, two knockouts. No, or, he or lost one, didn't he? No, he didn't lose until after this fight. Okay, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, he, lost, he got submitted by somebody. It was a scissor. Some no, 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 scissor that one. one. Damn. Okay. How you gonna bring that up, bro? <laughs> you can't bring up the, the, the real Shonen joint, man. Ooh, yeah, that was right. a bad one. But we yeah. going we're, we're doing this because we want to talk good about Anderson, not about the hill hook. <laughs> but um, man, this is like one of the first, like really clean finees that I've ever seen. It's it's in my opinion, it's it reminds me, or I guess. The uh, the knockout I'm about to mention reminds me of Anderson's, which is the Jorge Masvidal when he need uh yeah an Askren in the face. It looked almost exactly the same. That was it was damn near the same, like you said. Yeah. That was a nasty fight. Anderson like that kind of put him on the map. I feel it too. Did. It did. You know that solidified him like this dude ain't ain't nothing to be playing with. And one thing I want to talk about, which I know a lot of people probably don't know, um, but if you research it, you'll know. Um, and I've heard this from people very close. 
to uh to Anderson and and you know his team when Anderson was in Pride I don't know if y'all noticed uh he actually got kind of blackballed from Pride really yeah and they said they weren't gonna pay him anymore like his contract's done they're not paying him anymore so he has to fight somewhere else is this a, a, a in, in scoop uh what's, what's it inside called scoop? inside scoop <laughs> yeah okay I mean this, this information is I feel like it's known I've seen this online people have talked about it but yeah. um. So Anderson was actually not going to fight anymore. He mm-hmm. was going to retire. He okay. wasn't going to fight anymore. And he said, I'm done. Like, I don't want to deal with the politics of MMA anymore. I just want to fight. And Noguera, who was the star in pride at the time. Right. Uh, big, big, big nog, big little nog, nog. Big, big nog. nog. Yeah, nog. big nog. Okay. And um, Anderson, you know, like I said, he said he wasn't going to fight anymore. And big nog said, nah, man, like we need you to fight. Cause at the time he was the best person that at the gym. Yeah. And so Noguera was paying Anderson his fight money out of the money that he was making from Pride. Wow. Because he was one of the highest paid athletes from Pride. Tell me that's not some gangster ass shit right there. Bro, that's that's your, a brotherhood the, your right there. Your boy is paying you out of his own money because Pride is not paying you. Try to find a friend like that today. Try to find a friend day. like that today. Ain't, ain't going to find him. <laughs> it ain't ain't going to him. Don't worry. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to um, shout out to Big Nog. Shout out to Anderson. Uh, go watch that fight. Uh, I don't know the pride number, um, but it was it was in pride. You can watch it on UFC Fight Pass, I'm sure. Uh, and yeah, the second fight, I'll let Courtney go Bro, into his pick. I just want to say, man, the reason why I started watching MMA, period, is because of Rampage Jackson, right? That when that fight, when he picked up Ricardo Arona and Ooh, yeah, slammed him through the damn ring. <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah. Slapped his head out, man. Oh my god, that that changed my life. I said, okay, I love this. I need I need to watch more of this. I need to be a part of this sport. But the the fight I'm choosing, Vanille Silva, Rampage. I don't care if you go one or two. Those are some of the best fights I have yeah. probably ever seen in UFC history. That's one of the best rivalries in MMA. Ooh. Period. Bro, it was like two pit bulls looking at each other with no fear. Like you know when you look at some fights sometimes and you see the guy and be like. Oh, he probably scared of him. You know what I mean? Like, but you, by the way, look at each other's eyes, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. Both of them, bro. No fear, no bro. Fear. Looking, yo, man. Two pit bulls going no at fear. it. Of course, Rampage lost, uh, lost both of those fights. So, yeah, but he lost the first two, bro. Yeah. I'm talking about nothing but action. This toe to toe, you know, squaring up two grown ass men, pit bulls. Is it's going at it, man. And like I said, that's probably one of my favorite fights in UFC history for sure. Nonstop action. You know what I mean? Pride. So and and I would be remiss if I did not mention Rampage coming back and closing that rivalry in the UFC with that crazy my man hit the duck duck yeah. duck duck <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, bro. sent him to heaven, bro. He sent Vanderlei to another dimension with that left hook, bro. Bro, I, I I still think like his boxing was still underrated, man. He need to get more credit for his boxing, especially back in his early days, man. Like his like his his defense, bro. Man, he was just real nasty. Every time somebody will try to punch him, mm-hmm. he'll block everything, bro. His his boxing was like like another level. It's back Rampage, in the day, though. Rampage was damn good back then. Yeah, man. I mean, back then. you remember when he used to pick people up and just throw them out of the ring, man? <laughs> All kinds bro. of shit, bro. Rampage was a savage back in the day, bro. Man, nobody fights like that anymore, nah, though. Dudes don't fight like that no more. Why do you think people don't Actually, fight like that anymore? I mean, I seen some dudes fighting this weekend. We can talk about that later, but I seen yeah, some dudes yeah. fighting, oh, yeah. fighting this weekend on that car yesterday. That was a crazy card, but before but we I mean, get there, but I mean, let's let I me. Mean, I haven't seen anybody really like perform like that. I mean, even think of like you know, like we posted this from Fedor and Kevin Randleman where he picked them up, bro. I have, in my opinion, that's like one of the most legendary clips of all time, bro. Legendary. I've never seen anybody do anything like that, even now to this day. He slammed him on his head. Bro. And somehow Fedor found a way to get back, <laughs> found a way to recover, and ended up submitting them like thirty seconds after that, but. That slam, I thought he died, bro. The bro. way he slammed him. I thought he broke his neck. Yeah, for sure. I thought I could have sworn that uh, uh Fedor neck was broken. <laughs> I was like, how did he pop up and just smit this dude? dude Man, was... I think even Kevin Randleman was like, yeah, he dead. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't think he was coming back from that one. He done. <laughs> we got that. You know but what I mean? Bro. Honestly, even though we only named two fights and we mentioned a few others, like Pride has some of the, the best fights, like the craziest fights. And you know, I, I man, I advise anybody if you don't, if you haven't watched a lot of those fights back in the day, from Rampage, from Anderson, Carlos Newton, 
uh, Vanderlei Silva, Shogun. Shogun had some nasty fights, crazy fights too. Like all those fights, man, were, were yeah. amazing. So if you get a chance, guys, like you know, take a weekend, just watch some classic Pride fights, and and you'll see, man, they were going wild. That they had soccer kicks back then, bro. They had st- the stomps and everything. Vanderlei used to be knocking t- people teeth out, bro. <laughs> Some, some crazy I mean, fights, man. I say 1FC is probably the closest, but I mean, yeah, 1FC is pretty close. But it's still, they still haven't, you know, reached pride level yet, man. Nah, like, yeah. that is legendary fights. Almost every fight was like legendary. Speaking you of legendary, I mean? you know, we, we had a lot of talk since the last podcast about legends of the sport, what makes a legend, what makes a goat. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you, yeah. What makes you a legend of the sport? Our sport, MMA. What makes you a legend? I feel like what you do in the sport, what impact did you leave in the sport? You know what I mean? Um, I think a lot of people get caught up in the, the record. You know what I mean? The losses on people's uh, records and stuff like that. But yeah. the memories that you create, you know what I mean? The legacy you live behind. Um, I feel like, especially these days, like fighters are fighting longer than they should. So, of course, their, their, their record is going to be a little blemished. But, I mean, like like I said, we got a really big uh, debate over BJ Penn. I feel like BJ Penn... Uh, somebody of his stature he left a he submitted a legacy he he created so many different uh uh moments in 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 the cage you know what i mean so that will, he beat some big names he did he did some legendary stuff you he know sure what i mean did. so I, that's why i think he's he should be you know i want he's a goat but i mean he's definitely a legend bro he he, he accomplished so much in that cage than 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 the ordinary fighter you know what i mean so absolutely. for sure he's a hall of famer legend for sure absolutely you know what i mean absolutely what about um, you? What do, what do you what do you consider a legend? What what makes a legend in MMA? I think I agree. It's the it's the moments that you've had, the the moments that you create, the finishes that you create, the yeah. exciting fights that you've been in, you know, and now I would even say it's even more also about your character. Um not not your character as far as like who you are as a person, but the character that you're given, like a like a uh, Derek Lewis, for example. He's gonna go down in history not only for the knockouts and stuff that he's had, but all these crazy funny moments that he's had. He's a legend though? I would say he's a legend. Derek Lewis? Lewis? I think so. Nah, I don't see I think legend. in the future, people are going to call him a legend. Derek Lewis. For sure. Because, look, first of all, he has the most knockouts in heavyweight history. So by that alone, he's he's uh, he's a legend in the heavyweight division. I didn't know that. You must be yeah, looking at has, your shirt dog right now. No, I ain't got no shirt dog. <laughs> and shirt dog right open. How you just know that from the top, man? Because I know, you know, bro. I, I, listen, people think I'm paying attention to MMA. I pay attention, bro. But. But, yeah, like so. I think it's I think it's a lot of different things, right? It's it's obviously you know the fights that you've had, how you performed, you know the the finishes, the the exciting fights that you've had. Like, dude, and I I don't want to use Derek Lewis as an example, but it's the first person that came to mind. But like, look at legend. all the comeback victories he's had, bro. He's a legend. Getting smashed by Volkov, coming back in the last ten seconds. Like, you can't create, you can't script those moments, bro. I agree. I agree with you that. You can't script those moments. At the same time, I, I I do feel like we use that word legend a little loosely. You know what I mean? So I mean, I, I, I think I agree with that too. You know, I agree I mean? with that too. It's, it became a, like a you know a fad in a way. Oh, you're a legend. I mean, I even said sometimes, hey man, you're a legend. But man, I, I think I think we need to tighten that word up a little bit. You know, and I, I won't call him a legend yet. Okay, I won't call so, it Derek so, Lewis. So a legend before yet. we move on, who are some fighters that you that you've seen more recently? Obviously, like veteran fighters that are still fighting and doing good that you think uh, that you consider legends or that. Dominic Cruz. Will be. Dominic Cruz for sure. Dominic legend. Cruz. Definitely. Legend. All day. I just want to, before we even go anywhere, legend. I want to say something about Dominic Cruz too. I have, I already had a lot of respect for him. Yeah. But I have even more respect for him after I've gone through my own surgery recently with my leg and not even having anywhere near as severe uh, an injury as him. Mm-hmm. But this dude had two ACL surgeries back to back. Three. Was it three? Three. It was three? Three. I thought it was two. Three. Wow. So he had three surgeries back to back. Yep. Was out of the sport for how, like four years, right? Four years. Four yep. years he three, was out. Three or four years, yeah. Came back, beat Takeo Misugaki, finished him, then fought TJ Dillashaw for the belt and beat him. I mean, and, and like, bro. No matter what happened, regardless of whatever you say about that, yeah. that shit is, that blows my mind. My, my dude, that dude is an alien. I don't think he's, I don't think he's a human for sure. Bro, that's I all, mean, and that's all, you know, what we talked about before, like that's all mental right there. Yes. Bro. He's, he's definitely a different, on a different level. Who, who else him. you got? Uh, legend status. Uh, legend like to this day right now, you mean? Yeah. Split are still fighting. <sighs> I would say uh, Diego Sanchez. For sure. 
He's man. Not in, he hasn't been inducted to the Hall of Fame already? I don't think so. Okay. Well, let me I tell you. Like that's a given. Diego Sanchez is a given. Like, that guy has put on some shows, bro. Yes. You know what I mean? I don't care what you say about him. <laughs> I don't care what you say about him right now. But Diego Sanchez has created some memories inside of that cage. Yeah, he sure has. Multiple times, bro. <laughs> not just one time. Bro, multiple times, man. And he on classic Clay Guida fights, all that stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? For yeah. sure. I definitely fight. put him uh, up to uh, way up there. You still know, fighting. you know who I would put up there? Who? Uh, Cerrone. Donald Cerrone. He's a legend. Oh, for sure, for sure. absolutely. Just, I think he's a legend. Just there's so many just one offs that he yeah. can be a legend for. For sure, that crazy ass combo he hit Rick Story with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That, that head kick that he's hit so many people with and and made him go slow motion to the floor. You Hold know on. what I'm saying? Hold on, that just just bring that 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 combo that combo back with Rick Story. Yeah, that was like a video game. That bro. was a video game combo, bro. <laughs> yes. That was, that was straight out of a motherfucking video game. Ooh, he hit him with a second combo. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. I was like, what the heck, bro? Tekken combos, bro. Mortal <laughs> Kombat combos. Finish bro. him, bro. <laughs> Damn. Who else you got? Who else? Oh you got? man, there's so many, man. There's so many. I would say um, also Uriah Faber. Faber, legend. Jose Aldo. Jose legend. Aldo. Yeah, yeah. All those. Uh, Every last one of them. Some, first of all, for for anybody that doesn't know this about me, Jose Aldo is aside from GSP part of the reason why I ever started doing any really? kind of fighting. Really, Jose Aldo. Yes. Okay. Because I, I, you know, I, at the time I was training and I was fighting, I was doing Muay Thai. And Jose Aldo, he was in the WEC. And I watched all those fights. I was like living that live really? while he was doing all of that. Okay. And I, I remember watching him beat up, you know, finish fucking Cub Swanson in six seconds, mm-hmm. you know, uh, destroying Chris Mickle on the cage with the head kick and the knees, destroying Uriah Faber. And then when he finally got that title shot against um, uh, uh, Mike Brown, Who's another one, a pioneer of the sport, Absolutely. a legend of the sport. Absolutely. Um, you know, WEC. WEC champ. Yeah. When yep. he fought Mike, damn, I'm just thinking about the fights Mike Brown's been in. You know Bro. what I'm saying? With Uriah Faber and all these crazy guys. But, you know, when when he fought Jose Aldo and Jose Aldo beat him and he won that fight, man, I cried, bro. I don't believe it. That was like one of the first times I cried watching the fight because I watched Jose Why Aldo's did you career. cry? Man, come on, man. Stop you said, crying, why did I man. cry? Why did you cry? I'm not going to I'm joking. That was, that was a good, that <laughs> I mean, was a good I'm going to tell you why I cried, actually, because yeah. WEC did a really good job of of um, telling black people's backstories and stuff. Yes. And they talked about Jose Aldo's upbringing and, you know, being from the favelas, not having any money and, and just watching him literally fight for food. Like he said in the interview... I think it, it, it might have been before the Mike Brown fight, mm-hmm. but he said in an interview back then, like these guys, if I lose to them, they're taking food off my table. Yeah. So I'm I'm fighting these dudes for food. That's crazy. Like bro. you have that kind of mentality, bro. Yeah. How can I not root for you? So That's when true. I watched him win that title, he started crying. I started crying, bro. Like I'm not even gonna lie to you. You feel them struggles and everything. Yeah, and and um, that was one of the first times that that I ever cried watching somebody watching somebody fight and win. You know, a big fight. So yeah, Jose Aldo for sure. One of the reasons why I'm even doing this right now. Good stuff, man. But I, I feel like, I mean, that's a good one. I like that. I feel like we missed something. We didn't mention one girl. Oh, we didn't talking about. We talking about Joanna. Joanna for sure. Joanna J Check for Ronda, sure. Ronda. Uh, Gina. Ronda? Ronda? Gina Carano. Oh, oh, Gina Carano. Super OG. Oh, the super She's the reason why all this OG. shit is possible in the first place. Oh, absolutely. Okay, uh, Cyborg. Cyborg. Yep. Amanda Nunes is yep. the, the goat of all goats when it comes to MMA. Oh, man. Let me. T- let me no, one thing I. Uh oh. Put the camera on me, Chris. Uh oh. Here we go. Here we Listen, go. people. Every time so if a girl uh, or whoever it is, a fighter, they post something on Instagram and they talk about something, you don't got to bring, oh, you lost to Amanda Nunes. Like Chris Cyborg, she put some on uh, on, on Instagram and she was put her belts. Well, you not the legend because you lost to Amanda Nunez. I'm like, come on, chill out, dude. You're not gonna win every fight. I guess all of us don't make her don't discredit people. You know what I mean? Like but that's that's what the internet is. Bro. I can't stand that. You bro. see that, bro? I see this all day long on Instagram. You go to any UFC fighters page. You go to any of these uh, media outlets page. They'll post something, a fighter will comment something nice under it. Like, yeah. you know, good job. That's my boy, whatever. And people in the comments, shut the fuck up. You, you a bum. You lost your last fight. Like, yeah. <laughs> people are crazy, bro. Why people don't, are actually why, crazy. Why don't we, why don't we focus on like the good memory? Why do we always refer to like the, 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 the last fight they, they lost or something like that? Why do we, 
Why do we have to look at look at a fighter like that? I don't understand. Why can't we just give the fighter respect? But you, but you notice who does that, right? It's never other fighters that do that to the to, That's true. to these fighters. It's always the the fans, you know, the trolls on the internet. They're not doing nothing with their lives. They sitting at home, not doing anything, and they mad because you know some of these fighters is doing certain things, and you know they just want to talk trash to them. And it's okay, you know, it's part of it's part of the game these days. That's the way I look at it. Like people are gonna talk shit. You just gotta learn how to filter it. You know that's hard I mean? because fighters are human too. You know what I mean? Well, it you, is hard. It is you, hard. I couldn't imagine being a fighter this day and age. Like you got, you know, you got to go train, and it's like I said, it's it's a big part of fighting. It's mental. Absolutely. So now you got to sit here and listen to people, you know, talk bad about you all day too, as well. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's hard, man. It's hard. That's the seat that of, sucks. And and the thing is too, and I'm gonna say something about about that topic because uh, I recently spoke to. Uh, one of my friends who's a fighter, um, uh, a female fighter. I'm not gonna say her name because you know this is because she's not, famous. She's not famous, but okay. this is none of anybody's business as far as like mental stuff is concerned. That's why I don't want to say her name. But gotcha. Um, you know, she hit me up and she was like, "Man, you know, I had a nervous breakdown. Um, you know, last night, and uh, you know, about training, and you know, I'm I'm feeling this kind of way about sparring and this and that. And I had a whole conversation with her about it. And then you know, I was just thinking like, man. This girl is literally dedicating all her time that she has available. She's taking breaks in the middle of work to go spar and then taking a shower and going back to work, bro. Yeah. Like people don't understand the shit that fighters go through. And then imagine she posts something on social media. Nobody's done this to her, but I'm just thinking that if she posts something on social media, maybe she's, you know, about to fight and she posts something like, oh, you know, I'm about to fight. And somebody says something like, oh, you lost your last fight, though, dumb bitch. This yeah. and that. Like, that's not cool. You don't know what these fighters <sighs> are going through. And I mean, that's the type of shit that'll fuck somebody's head up. And then now they go into a fight and they're not mentally right because they're thinking about all the comments people left on their page or the comments on all these other pages, calling them a bum, calling them all kinds of names and saying all these things, you know, and it's unfortunate that, that the, the fans act like this, but like I said, it's part of the game and we just got to learn how to, you know, how to deal with it. I mean, if you think about it too, man, like I think that's just part of the game. Like how you said, like look at Muhammad Ali. You know what I mean? He had to deal with more than what what these other fighters, these fighters exactly. had to deal with to these days. You know what I mean? Right. So I think it's just part of your story. You know what I mean? Like, you just mm -hmm. got to grow tough skin. I know it's easy for me to say, but, I mean, it's so crazy. Like, even I'm posting, you know, my opinion on these fights and, you know, on Instagram, and I get hate people hate me in my DMs never, all day. But we're never disrespectful when we do it, though. You know. Uh, like, yeah. you could say whatever you want about a fighter, but we're never like, oh, this guy's a bomb. This yeah. is this is that. No, I've we, never we'll say state that. our opinions about something, but we'll never disrespect somebody like that. Yeah, we're just having fun. This is barbershop talk. Right, barbershop exactly. talk. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm never, I will never disrespect the fighter. Yeah. No way. You know what I mean? So, it is what it is. But moving on, uh, I, I saw this news a little bit ago, um, because one of my homies, uh, Jackie Bunton, shout out to Jackie, Jack, Snacky Jackie out here. Snacky uh, Jackie. Snacky Jackie. She got okay. all the snacks, bro. After every fight, oh. she got all the donuts, bro. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> to say. oh come on. Don't, don't, no, don't do that. Don't do that, Courtney. I was about to say, bro. Please tell me what that means. No, don't do Clarify that. Clarify yourself. She, she just likes snacks. That's the okay. only reason why I said all that. Right, no disrespect. Right. I'm not trying see. to disrespect nobody. Can I see this picture, um, Jackie? Snacky? No. Stop, Courtney. All right. Sorry. 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 Stop. Sorry. Um, but uh, uh, one FC is doing an all women's uh, card on September third. I think that's a that's a really good look considering uh, all their women's fights that I've ever seen are high level. Um, they got high level Muay Thai, high level kickboxing, high level MMA from these from these women. So I'm excited to see it. Uh, like I said, Jackie Bontana is going to be on that card. Stamp Fairtex, uh, Killer B, Michelle Nicolini. There's a lot of other big names, but those are the ones that I'm remembering right now. One FC is going to have a, a Crazy card coming soon, bro. Amazing idea. Super smart on one FC's part. Mm -hmm. Can you remember? I remember when when Danny White said, "Hey, women shouldn't be fighting in they the would UFC. Never be in the UFC. Women shouldn't be fighting." And you know, I kind of agree with him. But you know what I mean? Because it was women. It's women fight. I didn't like it, but now I see them as athletes. Right. So I'm so um, proud of uh, where the women uh, uh, in MMA has 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 came. Mm -hmm. And like I said, like I feel like some of the best fights I've seen. In, in MMA history, it's kind of women fight as well, like that Joanna fight with that uh, Wei Lee. Oh my god! Let me, let me just say something right now. <laughs> I personally, Ooh. I think that might be one of the best fights I've ever seen in my life, uh, bro. That fight in my entire life, that might be one of the best fights I've ever seen in my entire life. My guy, that is but a ten out of a ten, you know. So I mean, 
Women we are killing out, it, bro. We would have missed out on a lot of amazing fights if women weren't fighting, for Absolutely. sure. I mean, Amanda Nunez and Cyborg, for as long as it last, lasted, was one of the craziest fights I've ever seen, too. My dude, women are killing in the women game. Killing, so sure. I feel like this is going to uh, take it to another level. You know what I mean? And I'm proud of it. I love what this this, this sport's coming and, and, and where it's going. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Um, they keep girls out there. You guys keep killing it, man. You guys are the future in MMA. I'm Absolutely. telling you, women. Absolutely. You guys are ruling the world. They are. They, I mean, yeah. they've already. They always been running the world. But you know, I'm for real. <laughs> I'm for real. But, now, you know. speaking of one FC and and you know some of these other promotions we talked about, Pride and UFC and everything. How do you feel about the idea that's been floating around for a very long time? I feel like every time a Bellator card or one FC card comes around, they talk about champion versus champion and promotion versus promotion. How do you feel about, you know, uh, cross-promotion fights? I know Bellator was doing it for a little while with uh, with Risen, where they would do that end-of-the-year card, where they would do, I think it was champion versus champion. What do you think about uh, cross-promotion? I think it's super dope. At the same time, it probably can hurt the, the like, say, let's say Bellator, if they, I feel like some of the fighters on Bellator, they don't have enough talent to uh, cross-promote with the UFC. You know I, I mean? But I think if, if they do, like, top fighters, it would be different. Yeah. But here's 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 what I would say. And it could hurt that promotion take, though. Huh? It could hurt the promotion. I think it would do I think it would be better overall for MMA. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And here's why. Because let's use let's use that example mm-hmm. where we have an end of the year show. Right. right. So we have an end of the year show and we know that all the promotions are gonna send their champions and they're gonna fight and they may even do like a you know a top contender versus a top contender in another organization, right? Right, right. Now, let's say we have fights like, you know, uh, AJ McKee versus uh, Volkanovski. Then we get, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Diego Lima. Well, he's not the champion anymore, but when he was the champion, Diego Lima. Oh, is it it's Diego, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Douglas. Douglas oh, Lima. Douglas Lima. Douglas Lima is the one who was a uh, Bellator champion. Douglas Lima versus Ooh. Usman. Like, how crazy would Ooh, that fight be? Oh, bro, you're right. You hey, know man. what I'm saying? Like, some Good of these point. fights that they would that they would be able to put on would be crazy. And I understand what you're saying where, oh, it might hurt the, the, the promotion. Yeah. But it would also boost other promotions. Because let's say AJ and Volkanovski fight and AJ smashes them at the end of the year. That automatically brings credibility to Bellator. See? And that's in the, on the business. And the UFC doesn't want that. Yes. But what I'm saying is for MMA as a whole, for the fans and for the fighters, that's amazing because you get a chance to prove yourself and show that you are world class, that you are top level. And and I don't I don't want to act like this is my idea. This is not my idea. I'm gonna give credit to my friend Teron Tanner. He he's the one who told me this idea and I love it and I just wanted to bring it up. But I think it's dope. I think that's a, I think that would be a good idea. I think I agree with that, man. I, I mean like I said, on the business, on the back end, I don't know if UFC would do that nah, because definitely it'll, not. it'll add value to these other promotions. Yeah. But if you have like some big names, like how you said, like Douglas Lima, I think he can clear a lot of those divisions. I mean, um, other than his ground game, it depends who he fights. But um, you don't think his ground game is good, Douglas Lima? Yeah. No. He's not. He's not a ground fight. That's why he loses his fights. He's a black belt, bro. He's he's bro, he's, he's his good. His wrestling is not that good. That's why he loses his fights off wrestling. Okay. Yeah. I can't disagree with that because the fight yeah. that he's lost has been because yeah, he's gotten wrestling. him down. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he just lost a fight because of, cause of yeah, wrestling. Yeah, you're right about that. Okay. But, I mean, you stand up with him. Hey, good luck. <laughs> I pray for you. I pray for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I mean, it's for the fans, it's a win-win. But for the from the, business, the back end or the business side, I don't think it's the – I don't think it's justifiable for like the UFC to. This has to nothing go. to do with, with what we're talking about right now, but I have a question about this. Yes, uh, Douglas Lima versus Woodley when he was when he was champ in his prime. Who do you think wins that fight? Because you know they both power strikers. Bro, I think Douglas Lima is probably one of the most underrated fighters in the UFC. I agree. Go ahead, Bellator. In the UFC, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, not UFC, but Bellator. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, what I meant to say is MMA. You know what I mean? Not, That's fair. Not even like any promotions. Yeah. Bro, if you go watch Douglas Lima fights, savage. bro, oh savage. my, this guy is, that's, he on a different level. He's, he's, like you say, he's a savage. Mm-hmm. His leg kicks, his striking, mm. bro, I'm a big fan of Douglas Lima. Absolutely. Big fan. I mean, I've been watching Douglas Lima since his old, the old Bellator days mm-hmm. when they had the, with the Spartan, you oh. know what I mean? What he did, what he bro. did, what he did to Ben Saunders. <laughs> <laughs> what he did is some of these dudes that body what he hit him with a uh, body shot head kick <laughs> yo yeah Doug, Doug, he's Douglas Lima is a beast so you would pick him over Woodley if yes. they were to fight when he when Woodley was in his prime absolutely interesting yep. 
Okay, I, I, I mean, might agree with you because I seen Willie get pieced up by uh, 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 Nate Marquardt. That was bad. <laughs> that was pretty bad. My guy, <laughs> that was pretty bad. Now that might that might would have been the best combo in UFC history. Yeah, he had him sleeping on the side of the cage. Come on, man, don't bring that up. I love Willie, man. Don't, man that's my boy. Don't, don't do my man's like that. But, I mean, saying, but it's true. He it's did true. get slept on the cage. No disrespect. No Because Willie's a hella cool dude. Man. Really, yeah. really cool guy. Yeah. You know, he and, and he's a legend, I feel. Absolutely. He's a, he's a Absolutely. legend, and he created a lot of good moments in, in that cage as well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, man. But that was a, that was a crazy combo, bro. Speaking of, uh, of Woodley, he got a fight coming up this weekend. Ooh, and, uh, I'm scared. If he loses. I'm scared. Do you, is he still going to be considered a legend if he loses? Yes and no. Talk to me. This is a boxing match. It's not your, It's not MMA. Mm-hmm. So the rules are different. You know, um, so I say no. But on the flip side, it's like I'm like, um, maybe because Willie was kind of was a stand-up fighter. He was, he was more of a stand-up fighter. I mean, he was a wrestler for sure, but mm-hmm. he liked to strike. You know what I mean? So this is kind of like. Man, yeah, I don't know, bro. I would say, and for MMA, yes, but it'll put a really big, it'll, it'll, hurt, his, it'll hurt his image if he loses his fight. Here's why I agree, it hurt his legacy. I agree and I, dis, I agree and I disagree. Because the only other reference we really have for this is Conor McGregor when he fought Floyd, right? Yes. As an MMA fighter going into boxing. Yes. And, I mean, and Anderson Silva. Not, not really, though, because Floyd was one of the... Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather, the best in the, the world. Boxer. Right. So the that's the only the reason why I said I agree and I disagree because right. it didn't hurt him in his MMA career because he was fighting the best boxer on the planet at the moment. Right. The problem, though, for Woodley is that he's fighting a YouTuber. Yes. But this YouTuber is a big guy, a strong guy, and he's learning boxing and he's only been focused on boxing. I'm not saying that I don't believe in Woodley. I believe in Woodley, and I believe that he's going to win. But if he loses, I think he's going to take some. He's going. I think it's going to be like one of those things where you lose. People going to talk about it for a little while. It's going to go away, and then he's going to be. Nah. He's his name is still going to be cemented in the no, legacy of May. No, no, people ain't going to talk. No, not no. A, well, not if he gets knocked out. If he gets if he, knocked out, that's they're going to be talking about that forever. And I will say this, man, Woodley, he haven't had the best chin lately. I'm scared, bro. I'm scared. I'm scared of that fight. This dude was young. He's he's fresh. Willie's like coming down on the the end of his career. He haven't had the best chin lately in the MMA, man. But I feel like his his, his skill set is better than uh, Jake Paul's for sure. You know what I mean? And I'm st- I still got Willie on that fight. You know, I still yeah, got Willie him. too. Yeah, I got but I'm scared though. I will tell you that I'm scared. It's not gonna be an easy list. We'll see. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Now, while we on the topic of that fight, um, his opponent, Jake Paul, yeah. uh, is taking less money to ensure that every fighter on the card gets paid as much money as they can, they, as much money as they can possibly get. Let me tell you something, bro. Jake Paul is about to change the, the combat sports, period. Single-handed. Really? Absolutely, bro. Tell me why. Why you believe that? Dude, his mindset. His mindset. He knows how to market himself. He knows how to create attention, but at the same time, on the back end, he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna help. The, he's helping fighters out. He's he's creating awareness. He's like the wild card. Like some people can talk because they're on a contract with uh, with UFC mm-hmm. or with uh, other promotions, but he can do anything he wants because he's he's his own person. He's on his entity, right? You know what I'm saying so. By being that, I think he's gonna set the trend. He's gonna create a lot of different conversations that. And and that these organizations are gonna have to start answering, right? You know, what I mean? because now people are like, "Huh, this guy is is doing this." I think he's just gonna change the game. He he's he's going on the, he's in the lane that nobody's in right now. Let me ask you a question. I don't know if anybody's mentioned this anywhere on any other platform, but it's something I've been thinking about for a little while now. Mm-hmm. In regards to to Jake Paul, yeah. Do you think that he? after he does maybe a few more boxing fights, he starts including MMA fights and then starts doing run, run doing MMA as well he as can't. boxing cards. Why he not? Can't because the, the fighters he wants, he has to fight a high, a big, big name fight. No, no, no. I'm not saying he does MMA. I'm saying he, he can box on the card, but then also have like, for sure. MMA fights on the card. You think something like that could, will be possible? It's possible. Cause I feel this. like that's, that's the direction that he's going into. 
Because all think this so. talk that he's having about MMA, I don't think that he's going to do MMA. But I think that he might do something where he does some kind of I don't uh, think so. event where he does both. I mean, I Bellator so. used to do it. They would do. They, I went to that event in San yeah. Jose where they did Glory Kickboxing and uh, Bellator MMA. So I think something like that could be possible. But do you think that that's something he would do? I don't think so because I think what he's focused on. I think he's focused on like you know building his brand off off the uh, MMA fighters. You know what I mean? Okay. You know what I mean? Not not just. I mean, I guess he's going to boxing too, but he's taking the old fighters that are kind of retiring or who's out of the, you know, big names that used to be big names, mm-hmm. and he's trying to wash them up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think he's going to go to the MMA uh, sector or to the, the organizations or anything. But no, no, no. I mean, I don't think he's going to go to them. I think just have like create something like, like that. Like fights, right. in, you know, during one show yeah. or something. So, like, I don't think an so. An example would be like the honest card where he's fighting Woodley, right? Right. Maybe, you know, another fight later down the road, he fights another MMA fighter. Let's just you say GSP. He could. Be. He could. Right, let's say he has GSP in a boxing match. Yeah. In the undercard, maybe he has another MMA fight with some up and coming MMA guys, or you know, a, a high level guy that may not be in the UFC or Bellator. You know, like because a, then he got forearms gloves, not those boxing gloves, and it's gonna be a whole not him, different. Though. It's other oh, people. Not oh, him. other people. Right. I so got he's still now. doing boxing, but it could on be the undercard. He would have MMA fights. That'll be that'll be pretty crazy. So that's what I'm saying. Do you that'd think he would crazy. do something like that? He can. Yeah, he has yeah. the power. He has the the attention. Mm. He can definitely do it. I'm telling you, I feel like this kid's gonna change the game, the combat sports. For sure, okay. I, I he's agree so smart, you. bro. I, I agree think, with you. I mean, he's a big talker. He gets in, he gets in your emotions, but mm. behind, I see what he's doing. Like he's creating like awareness. Yeah, and like he people hate him, but he's doing good things. Yeah, you know, like in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. think that's gonna catch up in a little bit. Okay, you know, and what I mean? I've heard about some of the good things he's doing, dude. This is something else, man, that I I just, I, you know, back to what we talked about a few episodes ago about Bellator and not not marketing properly, not not doing those kind of things. Oh, man, this guy got Showtime to do a 24 seven for him and Tyron Woodley. I got I got I saw it on my damn YouTube. I was like, are yeah. you serious? Been- and I watched it and it was good. But I mean. Like why, why are more people not doing these kinds of things? That's part of the reason why the UFC is, is, is like where it's at because they got bro, they got embedded all fight week coming out, different episodes showing back back uh, the behind the scenes for the fighters. For then sure. you got the the uh, the countdowns for the big fights, literally forty five minutes of them talking about you know the fighters and what they've been going through for training camp and all that. Like where is that for for these other promotions? I mean. Like how we like we, we talked about this before, man. Like I like Bellator. I think Bellator is a better promotion overall. Like I've been behind the scenes. I know a lot of those guys at Bellator. It's a dope promotion, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, organization, but they're missing that. They're missing that that marketing piece. that marketing piece. Yeah, really like are. how you saying like this? It's it's they don't build it don't build the fights up at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm really dis- I'm still disappointed about the uh the last fight. You know. That Jay McKee, like yeah. that was one of the best fights I have probably ever seen in Bellator. Let me well, ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Did you know there was a Bellator card on Friday? No, I didn't. There was a Bellator card on Friday. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. The See, only reason yeah. I knew that was because my teammate was supposed to fight on that card. That's the only reason I knew about that card that happened this Friday. They're missing, they're missing the, the promotion, man. They got big names in there. They got Chris Cyborg in there. That's they can build her up big, you know what I mean? But but the problem is who she gonna fight. That was the problem they had in the UFC. That's Who's true. she gonna fight? That's true. They didn't have no girls for her to fight. No marketing, bro. No, no marketing. None. But what can you do? Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, at the end of the day, they'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. And if they don't, then the UFC is just gonna continue to take that piece. But that's why the UFC is where is it, where is that right now? Because they know how to market they the hell out of those fights. Market water to a goddamn fish <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they you can market like, water to a goddamn fish bro man that's what uh bellator is missing bro Absolutely. they're missing that for sure now speaking of uh the ufc and, and and how they do things uh did you hear that uh they have a new shareholder hey mr mr khabib is a shareholder now hey khabib is not playing checkers He's playing chess. Now let me let me ask you a question. I don't know if you know the answer to this. I'm gonna look yeah. this up when we get off the podcast. Yeah. But is is Connor a shareholder in the UFC? I heard. I he is or I, he's not. I don't know. I can't say because I don't know 100. percent But okay. I'm 90 percent sure Connor owes some shares in the UFC. Okay. 
for Cause, sure. Because I was gonna say if if Connor don't got no shares, and right? He, got some he shares, has to. You know he's gonna be sick. I'm trying to tell you guys, and I keep on repeating this, man. Learn your business. <laughs> learn business, bro. Learn business. Uh, uh, value. Increase business your value. Bro. That's mm-hmm. you got to start moving like a business person, businessman, businesswoman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because now he he playing check. He playing check. He's playing chess now. Mm-hmm. That's big money. You need now he owns a piece of the UFC. And as and and as the company goes up, he's gonna make more money out of it. Absolutely. And if they ever decide to sell it to somebody else or anything like that, they gotta buy him out. Ooh. Game and time. That's gonna ching, be some M's. Yep. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Now, uh, obviously, uh, we we had a lot of other news in the UFC aside from the event, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Yes. But uh, super Francis, card, bro. That was a crazy card. Man, I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> Your boy Francis uh, is feeling a little disrespected by the UFC right now. He should feel disrespected by the UFC. Did you you saw the stuff that's been going on? What he's been saying about Absolutely. how they treat him behind the scenes and everything. Well, they've been treating him since he won that belt. They haven't been treating him uh, like a champion. He so, gets no respect. So how do you feel about this? Given the way that you've been talking about fighters and how they yeah. do business, but how they're treating him right now, how do you feel about this? I like, I kind of revert to what you guys are saying. I feel like he did a lot for the UFC. He brought a, a lot of numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I say, the the whole pay and all that type of stuff, that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But when, when somebody who's bringing a lot of eyes, he's bringing value to your your company, mm-hmm. you, should, you should get a little bit of more respect than what he's getting. Right. I mean, I'm, I mean, for a champion, for a heavyweight champion, I mean, that's the reason why I want to watch heavyweight uh, fights, Francis mm-hmm. Nagano, especially now. And fire uh the fans they don't like the jiu-jitsu and all that type of stuff they like knockouts he's giving bro them to he's you. giving you what you want <laughs> he's giving them to you he's hey. giving you decapitations bro <laughs> <laughs> he's giving you decapitations bro you know what i'm saying like you gotta start respecting that man a little bit more absolutely if, if you keep on disrespecting these fighters down the line i don't think no but i think down the line they're gonna be going somewhere else absolutely it's gonna be something else is gonna happen that's man. you know because i'll hey no respect. How you gonna disrespect no a highlight machine like that, bro? Literally every fight he has is a knockout, bro. Not, like you said, not even knockout, decapitations, decapitations bro. Like like highlight reels. <laughs> you, <laughs> Yo, know they, you know what's crazy? Imagine they had dudes like Francis. You know how back in the day they used to have the executioners. They had the mask on with the axe, <laughs> yeah. chopping yeah. people's heads off. They didn't even need them. They, they just bring Francis them. in and say, bring "I'm gonna them. cut this motherfucker." <laughs> bro, he's bringing Simple. all the eyes to the heavyweight division right bro. now. Give that man a little bit more respect. You give Connor respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm pretty sure they're not producing the same numbers, but still, though, yeah. bro, just give these fighters a little bit more respect than what you give them. And what hurts me the most is, like, when you go public with stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you just and he, and your fighters. Nicest dude. He ain't even saying nothing. Yeah, bro. He wanted to take some time off and go, go visit. Go visit his home. He ain't bro, been you home can't respect year. that. Oh, well, you know what? Boom. I get This it. is the crazy part. And I heard a lot of people saying this. Well, I didn't hear. I've read a lot of people saying this in comments and stuff like that on, on Instagram and Reddit and stuff um, where they were like, oh, he didn't want to fight. So, you know, they, oh, he's he's this and he's that. It's like, bro, he's he said, just give me until September. Yeah. And in August, they made a, 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 a interim title fight. That's not right. That's not right. But it doesn't matter because he's going to decapitate the next person that he put in front of him. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't matter. But, exactly. but you got to you gotta give employees a little bit more respect, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and they don't. But, they don't know. They, yeah. it's, I feel like they're just money, 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 which I understand. Like, they might be getting a lot of pressure from the, from the back end, from the investors and things like that. But these are people. They're not robots. Exactly. You know, and you keep on just whipping your freaking employees, mm-hmm. you know, that's how they get hurt. You know, this dude came through a training camp. So that's... Training camps are hard, bro. bro. I don't think people understand what they go through in training camps, bro. I get injured <laughs> in training camp. For I sure. never, if I'm not in training camp, I never get injured. The I'll injuries, say, all the injuries I have is from training camp. I'll say ninety percent of the fighters before they fight, they're injured or, or while they're fighting, ninety percent of them, ninety percent yes. are injured. I, I fighting injured. I have never, I'm saying this now, never been in any combat sports fight, including jujitsu competitions and not been injured never bro, that's a quote man i've never been in a fight and not been injured that's crazy and even if it's something small like i you know i twisted my ankle a couple of weeks before i couldn't run you know my shoulders been hurting all your favorite fighters yeah i'll be training with a, half these dudes and they yeah. say the exact bro motherfuckers is getting they got pts sitting on the side right after practice as soon as practice is over they coming over uh, you know, helping them rehab their shoulder. D- dudes are literally in the middle of rehab while they're in camp. 
Yeah. Like, and y'all think that, you know, people lose fights and, you, oh, it's just because he sucks. Like, sometimes motherfuckers be hurt. Even training, like regular training, like doing jiu-jitsu and stuff. Yeah. I get in, I stopped doing jiu-jitsu because, because I ripped my whole freaking peck out. I'm, I'm going to say you this, too. I mean? And like, this might be uh, unfavorable for yeah. a lot of people. Uh, and I love jujitsu, but the only time I ever get injured is because of jujitsu. I never get Bro. hurt doing boxing. I never get hurt doing Muay Thai. No. I only get hurt doing jujitsu. I only get hurt doing wrestling. Yep. That's it. 100%, man. So, like, the grappling takes a toll on your body, man. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, I guess you're using everything, but yeah, man. I mean, most of these fighters are coming in there injured. So, now, you gotta I, I want to get your opinion on something, too, yeah. uh, in regards to Francis, because he said something that I know. I just want to hear your thoughts on it mm-hmm. where he says, um, before my last fight, the UFC wanted me to sign some contract and the contract wasn't right. I didn't sign that contract and I felt like they were, they weren't happy about it. I signed a contract before and it didn't play out well on my end. So in order to sign another contract, I think it's right to at least look out for myself and get what's right for me and fix whatever the mistake was in the previous one. And if somebody doesn't believe uh, they should fix their mistake, then that means the person is not looking for anything. They're not looking to do anything good for you. Remember I said uh, last podcast or two podcasts before, I said, uh, no, that was when I debate, live debate. Yes, it was. Yeah. But how not? Mm-hmm. I say, listen, if you got to learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I don't care what the UFC uh, says to him or try to get him to do. He's his own entity. That's a fact. And he has a really good, I know his business, his manager, Mark- Markel. Mm-hmm. I know all them dudes. And he don't play. He don't play, so he got a good, solid core team behind him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, bro, I, he's on the right thing. If you, if you, if you got, you know, uh, uh, done dirty prior, why would you do the same thing? Doesn't make sense. And that's probably why they probably passed up on him and, and tried to do the interim title. That's exactly. I why. bet you why. That's of course. They, and that's probably they why they disrespected by yeah. him, even though he should look out for himself as a fighter. Absolutely, absolutely. But that's that's mm-hmm. business. That's big corporations. They're dirty, man. The yeah. big corporations are dirty like that. You know they got UC has a whole lot of power, and so they they try to pump people people around like that. They punking them around, but he's hold your ground, bro. Hold your ground and keep doing what you're doing because what he's doing, he's doing right. You know what I mean? So learn from your mistakes, bro. Learn from your mistakes. Now uh, let's let's uh, discuss the fights from this weekend. Oof, we got some crazy highlight reel knockouts, bro. That that what was what was your highlight of the whole night? And old boy got get his, get his head kicked off. Uh, <laughs> the spinning back kick. Yeah, uh, we knocked him out of space. Yeah, that was a crazy fight. First of all, they were, that pace was crazy. They were going back and forth. Roosevelt yeah. Roberts is a savage. Um, that was my second time seeing that dude fight. I think he was on the Contender Series. That was my first time seeing a fight, bro. Bro, nice. First of all, I mean, let, I, let's talk about the last a few four things. seconds for the people that don't know anything about fighting and mm-hmm. don't pay attention to what's actually happening in the fight. Mm-hmm. What he did was so high level that people don't even understand. Right. The whole third round, Set him he, up. Was, he was hurting. He hurt him to the body and he yeah. had him sit, like sitting down on the floor, yep. laying down on the floor. Yep, I've seen that. And that whole round, everything he was doing was to the body. He was throwing a spinning Set back to the body and the leg. I think he threw like one head kick in, yes, that, in that whole thing. Yep. Then the last 10 seconds, and he Set did up. that same spinning back kick to the body twice. Right. Yep. And then the last 10 seconds, he was like, fuck it. And that, bro, you can tell he's training that. Yes. Because that spin was perfect. It was so quick. Like dog, oh my god, bro! He the way he switched him hip over. It was quick. It was so fast, bro! Lightning quick and sent him to heaven. <laughs> I love you, Roosevelt Roberts. I'm sorry, but that was a that was a beautiful knockout. Oh it's part of man, the game. damn, bro! Hey, my boy Sully posted. Uh, 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 no, Chris posted that on the Boisterous Boys podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on our Instagram, yeah. they said he was in space. Location was in sent space. Him to space, bro. <laughs> that was that was crazy, bro. It was crazy. High, like you said, high level, man. Ain't and. Probably only one person I can know can pull that kick off. You know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah. Uh, man, I can't even think. What's old boy name? This this fault last. Wonder boy. No, 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 not Wonder boy. The black dude. Um, I can't think of his name, but yeah, it's yeah. all good. But my boy Trey lost the fight, man. Dang, bro. Yeah, I saw Came that. in on short notice. I got submitted. That. Yeah. It's all good, man. He was doing good though. He did. He did real he was good. Doing good. He, he did, did real good. At that point. Man, shout out to him, man. Um, did you get a chance to catch that main event? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I was a little disappointed. All, I was disappointed. But I thought Gaslam. Why were you disappointed? I think Gaslam. I think he kind of won that you fight. You thought Gaslam won that fight? It was close. Uh, it was close. This is the thing, bro. I don't. I don't see it as close. No. Like I understand what people are saying when they say it's close because their skills are obviously close. Yeah. And you know the 
the it's not like one person was dominating the fight. Yeah, no one was ever really dominating. That's the what fight. I'm saying. It could have went the other way to me. I don't think it was. I don't think it was close because I saw clear winners every round. Yeah, I thought the first round was Jared's round. The second round clearly was Kevin Gaslam's round, and every other round after that was Jared Cannonier. I can't argue with that. Yeah, I can't so, argue with that, dude. The way man, Jared Cannonier, he's special. That's a special dude, bro. He's he's, he's gonna be that, up there, and I think that says something about Robert Whitaker because yeah. Robert Whitaker whooped him. Yeah. Now that could have been because of his broken arm. You know, we don't really know what that was. Uh, Styles makes fights as Styles well. Styles fights, bro. Yeah. I do. You, what do you think about him fighting Izzy, Jared Cannonier? I think Izzy on a different level still, bro. I agree. Yeah, I don't I think agree. he can. I think I it'll think be a good touch. fight. It'll be a good fight, but Lizzie. Uh, yeah, I don't think Izzy. Izzy, bro, Izzy. Ah, he's one of those. He's he's so smart in that ring, man. Absolutely. How you said before, I think he does a lot of things that people don't see. Yep. You know, and the, he has a very high fight IQ. Bro, his fight IQ is just Yeah. I love that's what I love about MMA too. I mean, watching these fights and and you can see things that the normal person don't see. Like mm-hmm. people just see like, you know, punches, but Absolutely. his actual technique, the yes. way he's moved, like his head movement, yes. bro. Like and I love to see these fighters progress like in a short amount of time. I feel like Izzy. Oh yeah, he his, got he got better so bro, fast. his head movement? Go try to go in the gym and spar and, and see if you can uh, dodge punches like that, yeah. like a Dominic Cruz or something like right. that, bro. Go try that. And now, and then, and then when you try it in the gym, you see how hard it is. Yes. Now think about how hard it is to do that in a fight. Yes, because your stress levels is way higher. Yes, people looking at you, exactly. you you're in the moment, you're yeah. performing, bro. Come on, it's that's difficult, bro. That's a different level, man. It is. That's why you know, that like, I respect experience. people like that. That comes from experience. It comes with experience for sure. Yeah. He's been fighting for a long time. Very like, long time. Glory. A lot of people don't even understand him. He fought in glory. For yeah, yeah bro. 80, 70, 80 fights in, in kickboxing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. So shout out, shout out to Jared Cannon there. That was a really good fight. Uh we got uh your your boy, my boy, Mr. Mr. Dustin Poirier, who you oh. say I'm I'm hanging off his nuts or whatever. Man. Uh swing and <laughs> pubic hairs. <laughs> Swinging off that dude, pick head. I like Dustin though, man. I'm, you know, I don't want to. I sound like a hater because every time you bring his name up, I do like Dustin. So, uh, word on the street, if you're looking at Twitter, is that he's trying to get, uh, he's trying to get Nate out of hiding to get a fight in. How you feel about him chasing after Nate when he has a clear title shot for the second time? He has a clear title shot. I think his, I think that's very, very, very smart. Why? You know you why? Because he's gonna make a whole lot of money. Absolutely. Nate Diaz is a draw, bro. You okay. know what I mean? Like that's that's one of the biggest fights that you can fight for is making money because Nate has an army of people who's gonna watch it no matter what. Right. So um, I think we had an argument on episode one about that. About you know what? about Nate Diaz and him fighting. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a good fight. I think I would take that fight over that over the uh, championship fight. Now that belt don't mean nothing. It means something. What but does it, it mean? It means something, but it doesn't mean it means something as far as, uh, you know, pay per view points and money and all those things, bro. But it, hear me out. Mm-hmm. But hear me out. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. And here's why I'm agreeing. I don't know if a lot of people are even paying attention to, they don't. They're maybe not thinking like you say, business wise. Yeah. And they're also not thinking a lot of steps ahead. Dustin Poirier is betting on himself when he's doing this because this. If I'm thinking about it. Like how, like how he's thinking about it. This is my thought process. If I'm him, I can fight Charles Oliveira, mm-hmm. who is a very tough fight. Yeah, right. And and I'm sure Dustin believes he can win. He can win. Right. Tough fight for who? For Dustin. Charles Oliveira. Come on, man. Let's not do this right now. <laughs> Let's not do this right now. Let's not do this right now. We can have that conversation after I get this point off. But do we want to talk about this right now? Yeah, we can talk about it. But just let me get this point off, and then we can go there. Charles oh. Oliveira is a hard fight for. Stop. Stop. Courtney. (laughs) Don't make me take my glasses, bro. (laughs) I'm going to let you finish your point, though. Thank you. So. Well, bring that ass back here, boy. (laughs) So, so you know, if I'm Dustin, this is what I'm thinking. This is my thought process. Okay. I can fight Charles Oliveira, who I believe is going to be a difficult fight. Or I can fight... (laughs) Sorry, or sorry, sorry. I can fight Nate that COVID. who's a guaranteed shut the fuck. <laughs> I can sorry. fight sorry. I can fight Nate mm-hmm. who I know I can beat. Yes. And I know is gonna do numbers. Yes. And I know I'm gonna make a lot of money off of this. Absolutely. So I fight him, I beat him, I get more clout, more followers, more everything. 
the fans are now looking at me and they're watching me after yes, I just beat Connor twice and now I just beat Nate. Yes, sir. Now I go into this championship fight. He can literally ask for whatever the fuck he wants at that point. 100%, bro. He can get sign any contract he wants. He can yep. get, you know what else I think too? Yep. And it's, I literally just thought about it right now. He might also be trying to fight out his contract because if he fights out his contract, now he renegotiates. Maybe that last fight is the title fight. And now it's time to renegotiate. He's going to get all the money in the world. So maybe Dustin's doing some real smart business moves on the back end. He playing chess. He playing chess. He could be playing chess. But at the same time, I truly feel that he's going for the money fight. Because I feel like I feel like if you fight Charles Oliveira, that fight's not going to sell like if he fights Nate Diaz. No, but after he fights Nate, that so why would you what, what would you want you do first? Oh, I would fight Nate. You going you going to fight? I'm agreeing with you 100%. Like a business move? That's yeah. And I know I feel like we're going to get to this, but I feel like he'll run through uh, Charles uh, Charles Oliveira. Okay, well, yeah, we can talk about that now. For why sure. do you think that he's going to run through Charles Oliveira? Yes, way more weapons, bro. Way more, more weapons. weapons than Charles Oliveira? Yes. Charles Oliveira is probably the most well-rounded person in the lightweight division. He almost lost to Michael Chandler. Almost does not count. That's true. <laughs> Khabib almost lost to Michael Johnson. He, he didn't look almost that good, though. lost to Dustin Poirier. He looked that good. I feel like his stand up is better than Charles. Charles, uh, he kicks. You know, he's a smarter fighter. I just feel like Charles is more of a ground fighter. Here's the only thing I think: Jiu-Jitsu might be better. Might Charles yeah. Oliveira is one thousand percent better than he's better than everybody in the lightweight division when it comes to Jiu-Jitsu. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, I agree. With now. That. The two things that one thing for sure I know Dustin is better than him at is boxing for sure, and he definitely has more power. Yes, wrestling. Wrestling is is like is the iffy one. I think he does have better wrestling, but we also haven't really seen Charles Oliveira's wrestling outside of the Tony Ferguson fight, where he I mean he ragdolled Tony Ferguson though. True. So we'll see when it comes to the wrestling part. But as far Ferguson's as as far as boxing goes, hands, Dustin got it, bro. He has it, bro. He got Fight it. IQ, all that. But now, if 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 Oliveira's mixing it up, throwing his teeps, moving his head, shooting nah, takedowns, nah. clinching, I think he I think he he could win that fight. We could put some money on that. I bet a rack on that. Hey, I love Dustin, but I will bet money on Charles just for the fuck. Hey, I will bet a rack on that fight. On who? Uh, Dustin Poirier. You gonna bet on Dustin? Yes. Okay. One hundred percent. One thousand dollars. I'm kind of sweating right now because I want to hey, bet on Dustin. I will bet you two thousand dollars, and we got it on 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 wax right now. All right, let me think about that one. Two thousand. No, no, no. Let me think about that one. I'll I bet like Dustin two thousand dollars. I, I would root for Dustin to win that fight, bro. I would bet you two thousand dollars, Justin. Justin, uh, we can, re we're going we can that. revisit this if that fight is whenever sure. that fight is booked. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. He but, running through, old boy. But now this is my question to you. Yes. What um, what uh. What fight do you think Charles Oliveira gets now if if uh, Dustin fights Nate Diaz? He will get, I don't know. Like, honestly, who who can he fight? That's what I'm saying. I'm because stumped Justin, right now. Justin Gaethje's fighting Michael Chandler. Yeah. And then if, if uh, uh, Dustin Poirier fights um, Nate Diaz, who else? Ooh, Benil, Dariush. I think nah, he's, he's not going to take that. He's number four. He's not going to take that. But fight. he has no choice. If, if they want him to fight, if Street they want Jesus? him to fight, Street who? Jesus. Masvidal? Maybe. They're not even the same weight class. Oh, Masvidal's Walter Wade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really the only person. That's the only person he can fight. It's Benil. Because it can't be Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson is ranked five, but he's already lost to Charles Oliveira, and he definitely can't fight for the title. You're right. You're right. It That's would be the only Benil. person. I imagine that Benil fight them and wins, bro. Oh, Anything like is possible. Fight. I don't like that fight though. Hey, like like Benil would That's say. That's not a draw though, man. Uh, I won't buy that. Is I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that pay per view. You're not buying uh unless Benil the, Darius versus Charles Oliveira. No, unless that uh that you, but the you know they're gonna stack it. Yeah, but stack gonna stack maybe it. it's gonna be somebody else above them for probably. sure. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not turned on by that fight though. Okay, that's fair. But that is a good fight. Yeah, but you wouldn't pay for it. Nope. Right. I respect not. that. Absolutely not. Uh, last topic we got today. <sighs> we got the uh, former UFC strawweight, Miss uh, Vivian Piera. Yeah. Uh, in a recent interview she did uh, with uh, MMA Fighting. Yeah. She revealed that she was kicked off her team after informing her coach that she was, she was pregnant, pregnant with this child. Yeah. 
What's up with these dudes, man? Listen, we had a conversation on the about last the, podcast the about the jiu-jitsu community, man. Bro, what's going on? There's I some, don't know. There's some real, there's some real weird people out here in this this community, man. But I'm a t- I'm gonna tell you first. Let me just say yeah. because you made that statement, I have to make it clear. There yeah. are a lot of people in the jiu-jitsu community who are not like that. The vast majority of the jiu-jitsu community is not like that, bro. I don't I know. I know it man. seems like <laughs> like the opposite right I don't now. No, but. Nah, there are a lot of bro. people in the community who are not like that, bro. Like, what's the the whole? What's what's his name? Marcel or whatever the guy is with, with uh, fight sports and cyborg and everything in Florida. His friends I, are taking up for him, bro. I know, I know, but that's they're saying, that oh, is not. There's a reflection of the whole jiu-jitsu community. They're saying like, oh, uh, she knew what she was doing. She was 12, 14, whatever she was. Yeah. That's a kid. I know. Why are these guys are dating the kids, man? What's up with that? What's going on? Why are, the, are you guys dating kids? It's not all even, these it's not grown women. They're, da- they're not dating anybody. They're not dating kids. Well, they're they're well, molesting well, and, and okay. whatever the fuck you want to call it. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, having sex or whatever. That is a freaking baby, bro. 12, 14? How are you looking at another girl at, at 12, 14 years old? Uh, all these beautiful ass women out here. You're 30 years old and you're over here playing with these little kids. But, 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 and, and this, apparently man. this is what happened to her or something similar that happened to her. Uh, I don't know all the details, but from what I was reading, it seemed like he had groomed her from when she was young. Uh, you know, helped her get her career and everything started. I don't care, bro. I, no, I'm not disputing that. Yeah. I'm just saying this is these are the results of things like this, and it's unfortunate, man. I, dude, I know so much shit about so many people, and I can't say a goddamn thing because the women don't want to come forward and speak about what happened to them. And I can't, and I, I can't be mad at them because the trauma happened to them. Yeah. So, me too. you know, I, I can't be mad at them for not speaking out, but I wish that there was a way that I could, you know, speak on their behalf or say the things that I know and, and not, you know, have them have to deal with what they dealt with before. Yeah. But there's, there's dudes that I know in San Diego, pieces of shit here. Yeah. In, in San Diego that have done things to girls here in San Diego. Hey, be, be, hey, hey, Listen, be careful. I don't care. Be careful. I don't care. What if they come out, what they gonna they gonna say something to me? I'm just saying. They're not gonna say anything. But the, my, it's, the it's what sad. I'm trying to say with all of this is this, like, you know, these these girls that, that are that are being groomed, that are being abused, that are being molested, that are being, you know, taken advantage of, like I don't know what to say to make any of them feel comfortable about coming forward with their stories. But I really wish that they would so they could get some of these dudes, especially the dudes here in San Diego, out of the goddamn community. Man, everywhere, bro. Because let me tell you, man, this is don't make no doggone sense, man. You got these grown-ass men over here just molesting these little kids and little babies. I ain't with that, bro. Nah, I ain't bro. with that. Not even, not even bro. Mm-mm. We got to find a way or there's, there needs to be something like a Me Too movement or something, bro. Like for the for the jujitsu community, yeah, man. Then what hurts me the most? They got their friends. Oh well, she knew what she was doing. No, she don't know. Bro, and you she know probably do know what she's doing, but she's 12, 14 years old, bro. bro like, let me tell you something else that's even more disturbing about this. Mm-hmm. There's a situation happening right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, people know about a guy that did some dirt, a lot of dirty shit. I know a couple. Right now, a couple situations, and like they this. know that these dudes are dating people. In the community, yeah, and not saying nothing. And this is their friend. kids, though. Kids, though. No, no, no. But the, what I'm saying is, the guy has done things in the past like that. Yeah. Whether it be uh, assaulting, sexually assaulting children, molesting kids, or whatever. Right. Uh, and never got in trouble for it because the the girl got shunned and then kicked out of the gym. Bro, this is a whole thing. Molest like a young girl. She was young, 15 Bro, years old. You let me know. 14, 15 years old. You let me know. I tell you one thing, hey bro, if we we come across something, we need to, we need to air some of these motherfuckers out. If I, I come across something, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. you know, it is legal legal stuff that you too you you got to exactly. be careful with. But and that's part of the reason why I'm not saying anything because then I say something and then you know people are gonna be like, well, wh- who who said this? Where's the girl at? You don't yeah. have proof of this. You and then I proof. look dumb. You gotta you know have proof. Saying? Defamation of character if you don't have no proof. Exactly. So that's part of the reason why I haven't really said too much. But man. If, if if girls out there, let even if you can't say anything publicly, let these girls know what is happening. The people around 
the community. Let them know what's going on so they can stay away from these guys. Yeah, something. Let them know something. Tell, mm-hmm. speak. You can speak behind closed doors about what's going on and tell people stuff, but to you know, just don't let the people around you, the women around you, your friends interact with these people, knowing that they're scumbags and still allowing them to be around. Whether or not, you know, they got uh whether or not they got uh you know arrested it's, for anything or anything like that. Like, you know. It's a sad situation, man. And it's crazy. and we're responsible too. If we if we know that is this is true, like for a fact fact, mm-hmm. I think we're responsible too, man. And that's the only way things are changing. Absolutely. Because I mean this is sad, bro. You can't be going around and messing around with little kids, man. And I think it's as a man I, I think it's our responsibility to protect these young kids Absolutely. for sure. 100%. Sad, bro. 100%. 100%. All right, guys, that's all we got today for the Boisterous Boys podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening, and uh, we will see you guys next time. Episode number six.